2: The final Friday of January, this is Heidi Hatch with KUTV2 News, Mara Carabello with the Exoro Group, and Greg Hughes, who is all fired up today. I am. I'm ready to go. Thanks for being here. He's mad at people who are weak sauce today, so we are not going to be weak. We will be strong on all of our issues and help (laughs) you figure out how you can uh, help solve these problems in your own mind yourself. Yes. Yeah, so welcome. Uh, Before we get to our legislative topics, I feel like there's a big current right now, kind of ebbing. There's no flow. It's just like
0: <laughs> really well going on sad. right
2: now uh, with the border. And I, I'm i going to call it a crisis. It's a crisis. Okay, guys. So
1: Better border crisis than climate. One's real, one's not. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Ooh, all right. That's a discussion <laughs> for another day. But Sorry, as Mara. of yesterday, um, there are now 25 Republican governors that have released a joint statement in support of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's constitutional right to self-defense. He released a letter... Um, After the Supreme Court ruled on a very specific area, as I understand it, I'm not a lawyer, uh, with the border that the federal government has the right to come in there and cut down the razor wire that's there. I don't think he's being stopped from putting more up, but he does have to allow the federal government in to cut it down if they choose. So far, uh, President Biden has not chosen to do so. I was a little surprised the night before that letter came out with all 25 governors. I think there's only one governor, maybe Virginia's Republican governor that didn't sign on. Hmm. But over a couple hours, I was kind of watching governors start tweeting. And I didn't think I would see Governor Cox on that list. And he was. He was probably about the 10th in the list. I'm guessing they'd had an agreement at that point, And they were all coming out with their wording, tweeting. And then the letter came out. Uh, Mara. Are you surprised that the governors are backing Governor Abbott? Where are we at? What do you think about this? Some people are throwing out the word civil war. Some people are just like, let's figure this out.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to start maybe with Governor Coxon. he is the most surprising for me, mostly just because this is really against brand for him. And he's been for my seat against brand the last 6 or 7 months. Now, the brand I'm giving him is he's is absolutely a republican. I'm not trying to make him anything but a conservative republican. But right now the republicans are in a little bit of a battle. Is it Donald Trump's party is it sort of old school, I would say Reagan, but whatever you want to say is not Donald Trump's party. Conservative Crummy capitalism conservatives republican. um and and traditional conservatives. And so he you know, he's been This way, particularly on immigration, he's taken a very Utah approach. So that showed up in the 2019 compact. It showed up less than 18 months ago where he wrote a letter on the state letterhead um, saying to Biden, hey, it's breaking my heart what's going on in Afghanistan. And one of his reference points was, hey, Utah was settled by refugees and we're a welcoming state. This is all sort of not that. This is really chest beating. This is super hyper political and here's the context that matters here's to me. my question though yeah. can
2: you be welcoming and write those letters and at the same time want the letter of the law followed that there should be rules that you have to follow so we'll welcome people but you have to follow
0: the rules coming through the proper door you know check your name badge and take your shoes off absolutely but that's not what these governors are doing right i mean they're 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 Uh, Characterizing these people, they're immediately associating with drugs. I mean, I think one of the things we've talked about this over and over in this podcast one of the things that's frustrating on both sides, the political machination, is this isn't a very partisan issue when it comes to a policy discussion. But right now, we're having a political discussion. So I'm as surprised as I have been in the last several weeks about. Cox becoming a red meat Republican. The other context that I think is really important and Romney's who offers this context most clearly is that in the Senate, a bipartisan bill that is working because my criticism is Congress, you have all the tools you need to solve this. Why don't you go about the business? I have the same criticism of the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. The Biden administration doesn't actually have all the tools, but they've got a lot of tools and they're failing. But Although presidents use executive orders whenever the heck they want, but because this, they would yeah. argue Congress isn't doing their jobs, yeah. so we have a bill finally moving through. It's widely um, it's widely authorized that Trump has done a round of calls saying, "Hey, don't let this go," because it's a really good political topic for Republicans, and I agree with that strategy. And so we're letting the Republicans are letting a good faith effort, die in the Senate so that we can keep this a hot political issue even though it's not helping America. Is it a good faith effort? I haven't
2: even seen the bill. I know Senator Lee keeps saying that he wants to see the wording and I know it's connected to Ukraine and
0: Israel. Have we actually seen what the deal is? I don't think they've made it public, but I don't think that's how brokering a deal in the Senate or the House works. You don't make uh, that
1: public. So I have a different take, as you'd imagine. So I think that... that, um, I, I think times change, I and in terms of the severity of what's happening on that border, I don't know of any law that Congress passed or anything that's different about the time that President Trump was president and that border was patrolled or not patrolled at whatever degree it was. Versus today, I think there is a much more lax, I think, of enforcement of that border under this current administration than there was in the past. I think the ripple effect is harming not just border states as, as they have in the past, but that is hitting in metropolitan areas across this country. It's why it's you have blue states and blue, and you have Democrat mayors that are going out of their minds about what's happening inside their cities in terms of shutting schools down and accommodating with their gymnasiums. It is unsustainable what's happening in this country. And I think when you get into a moment like this the I feel bad what's happening in Ukraine and all those other sentiments that you would like to express, it's a very different time we're in right now. And I think that what these what these governors are saying is, look, if you're going if Majorca is not going to do at least without the Congress acting, at least what was done in the past administration or what's been done in both administrations or both parties when they've been president on that border, if you're going to just let this happen to the degree it's happening now, which is unprecedented. Someone, something. They have to protect their states. They have to protect the people. There is a public safety issue here, and so I are think Are you that,
2: surprised that uh, Governor Cox side on? Saw no, I, this? I
1: think I, I think these are urgent times. I think this is serious, and if there is not going to be any kind of action from this president. Then what? We, this is not a sustainable
0: Congress, way that it's and growing. And you know Congress but has I the ability you, Mara, to take action.
1: But you know what? Congress, Trump did not have the same problem that Biden is having right now because they were their enforcement Why would was much Trump stronger. Want
0: Congress to fail at it's, it's because, legislation. It's because they're cutting
1: the baby this. in half and they're not getting anything substantive is what I've heard him say, or I've heard that he is saying. But, but my point is this. We both know that Congress should act. But when Congress wasn't acting, we didn't have this situation we have now in the past administration, meaning that executive branch could do Mayorkas, and they could do much, much, should be doing much, much more, and they are the problem right now. The
0: disingenuousness on my side— I'm very genuine about this. I know. I'm not talking about you. The disingenuousness of the governors lies completely in the fact that I no longer want to listen to a leader that offers criticism without solutions. And this is just governors complaining about a problem that I want to complain about my
1: solution is that I, I support Abbott's trying to stop people from coming across. Right. What if but that's then, my solution? Then
0: also the Republicans are saying, I do not honor the courts and the laws of the land because they've been instructed on well, the law well, of Biden the land. Well, Biden kind of
1: opened up that door when he said, they live said, with hey, the governors. hey, live with the governors. Supreme Court said you can't pay back all those student loans. And he went, eh, yes, and that you know doesn't he matter. He and he paid it back. It. No, he's he's paying he, it back. And, he's ignored some of these Supreme Court nom, uh, rulings. Okay, I'm so, so your so
0: supposition, my, saying, your answer to me is a Biden. Biden did I'm it not so saying it's okay for the I'm just Republican government. It's governors. hard for Man, it's hard for great. Democrats
1: to set to now pearl clutch their pearls at this when they've been ignoring the Supreme Court up till now. That's they all I'm haven't.
0: Saying. I'm just saying if they're sincere, I am not going to listen to a leader that whines and complains without an iota of solutions. I
1: what you just said, I do not disagree with. I just don't think that you think what they're doing is a solution I and still, i think it's out of necessity what they're I doing i am
0: shocked that you do not think that governor cox has come up with a complete rebranding It is but his i think the times
1: cycle. have required a more a, a different i mean you can't it's it, the times require a different approach than what we've been what, what he's done. But in the this past. is
0: not a singular for him. This is like you know, red meat radio number 12 for him. Well,
2: going back to President Trump he for a like, second, you're a guy <laughs> welcome We home. keep talking about the fact that Congress needs to do something about it, and there's always an election cycle, so nobody wants to solve the problem. Yeah. So, there may be a solution, it may not be a good solution. But is Trump screwing things up by giving Mitt Romney and others a chance to say, hey, why is Trump trying to screw this up? We're trying to come up with a deal, and he's calling us and telling us not to. No, Trump is brilliant
0: politically. Is he good for our country? No, not at all. But is this a really good strategic move? Of course it I, is. I don't think. But it's, it's I, not a good public policy not, move, and it doesn't put America first. I'm
1: not as cynical as you are about the, why he's saying that. There's a letter that's been written by uh, former saying, FBI executive bill. saying that this that, that the danger to this country with the people that are coming across that are enemies of the state that are untrained that there is there is That's not what a saying, real Greg. danger and i'm telling you that what what they're talking about by way of fixing it is 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 not going to address the core problem, and you don't want to check that box Greg, and say, "Look, Trump it's an election year; we things, just did it."
0: But subtle is not one of them. And if you read the reports on the calls, he's not like you know. I've been really thinking about lines twenty and twenty-four <laughs> in this piece of legislation. <laughs> I, I would never he say, say that saying, that that's how he, he said is it. saying <laughs> as a political move. I yeah. need you guys to lay off solutions for now because oh, it's a winner for me in twenty twenty-four. So you're saying
1: that Congress somehow magically came up with a solution they've never been able to come up with before, I'm and we love this. This Congress is the silver bullet. Right this is great
0: once again looking at a test, whether they're following- You don't have any a cynicism petulant, on a, on a, on a, a congressional a, a law? A really? A demagogue, <laughs> and they're like, yes, sir, because I don't want my rights I, taken away when I, he wins. I'll yeah. tell you what would really interest
2: me. I was waiting to see after Governor Cox, who surprised me, when he signed on before that letter came out. I was interested to see if anyone from Illinois or New York- but sign on because of the states who've They've been, been struggling that yeah. aren't the Republican states who are not. I think there's a wing of the new airport in Chicago they're using um, for some of these immigrants that have been sent up there. New York's been putting them in school. So I was like, I wonder if it's come to the tipping point where it's not just going to be Republicans versus Democrats. I you would
0: Democrats. see that if what. We're talking about was a serious policy. Had anyone made an effort to talk to all fifty and say, you know what, let's offer, let's offer a united solution from a state point of view? Because Greg, you and I agree on many. We've talked about this. Yeah. The policy. Had there been an effort, but this wasn't that.
1: But this is a political let me ask action. You a question. That's I just, all this. Uh, is. Let me ask you this question. I
0: hope the governors do get
2: together and were they have there, a disagree I better. Time was to there down down sufficient it laws? It oh, were, there,
1: were there sufficient laws on the books to to prevent the kind of Illegal crossings we see today. It, were there sufficient laws? I would say, given the way that border had been patrolled better, and, and and illegal crossings not being in the number they are now, without congressional action, which I want, you could do a hell of a lot better job than what's happening right now.
0: Here's the and, one I appreciate and so we, about. While Governor we want Abbott. Congress
1: to pass something. You can enforce the existing laws a lot better and not have the chaos we have Governor if they're doing Abbott their job. Is at
0: least giving credit and not pretending this isn't political. He's not being cute about it. He's saying I'm causing a problem because uh, then he pivots to your argument. The the problem is so great I need yeah. to draw attention to it. You're trying to say that this has anything to do with policy, and that is malarkey. I'm saying,
1: I'm saying that no, I'm I don't saying mind he's that he's failing to follow the laws. That are already but on there that they I could been create been a stronger, really enforced border. Had
0: Governor Abbott tried to rally governors to a state solution. This is red meat. This is machinations of politics, of which I, I live in this I world. Think I think it's practical. I don't real hate politics it.
1: you're watching right Couple now. How cool
2: would it be if the governors came together, It'd figured awesome. it out, and, and just let Congress, like, eat rocks, and they just figured it out, out amongst themselves and said, you know what, look? democracy lives inside states that figure it, out how to take care be, of things. It would be, I think,
0: what we call leadership. I would like and, that. And I'm not giving that moniker to any of the 25 who signed on to oh, this please. political action.
1: I, I think it's I think there's a safety risk. I think mm. it's a public safety it issues. is interesting it nothing, though. Because- it has
0: no efficacy it's a goose egg in terms no, of saying, efficacy we, we
1: support texas we support this yeah, border it's, getting it's enforced. a meaningless
0: statement it's a political statement greg it has no instruction no leadership when, and when no when colorado
1: policy. stood up to the federal government and said we want to make a schedule one narcotic marijuana legal um, the federal government went okay you love so, to conflate issues, I, so i'm, I'm saying you can push against you. this federal government it's been yeah, done before on for, other issues this one's more listeners- critical than legalized marijuana
2: who Abbott did get a whole spectrum of Republicans to agree, though, which is the interesting part. Because I think that there's the whole MAGA to uh, the other end of, you know, the Ronald Reagan, you know, governors. Or,
0: so. Following what will win an election is not interesting. You're like, just, this so, is I not just you're so cynical
1: right now. I right. just don't know what it's happened. It's time to you talk about bet.
2: the Utah legislature. <laughs> and <help>. they actually <laughs> That'll help, that'll <laughs> help. my cynicism.
0: <laughs> <system>. That'll help.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Oh, oh, a, a bright ray. frying pan into the fire, <laughs> isn't that what they say?
0: Yeah,
2: Republicans are using fentanyl as one of the issues at the border. And there's a bill here at the Utah legislature that's um, specifically about fentanyl and uh, the southern border drugs, like fentanyl, they say are flooding into Utah from the so- southern border, killing our kids, which I think it's killing people all over the place. I don't think kids are buying fentanyl on purpose. It ends up in our drugs. It's House Bill 68. Passed the House yesterday, targets uh, drug distributors and repeat offenders. Uh, I don't know if the Senate's taking it up today, but it is another one of the hot button issues we're seeing
0: because of the national conversation. So if I'm being honest, I didn't read the bill, but I don't like drug uh, Drug yeah, I totally and, I, fentanyl, and I don't so I'm like, like fentanyl so I'm sure I probably hate something in it. but like the concept <laughs> I don't hate I mean I think but one of the things that I am critical is if this is all flag wagging remember in in, in in Greg's supply side world, we have to remember that there isn't a supply problem if there is no demand. And so, education and intervention, although they are slow moving and although they are long term projects, it, we have to start intervening where in I multiple think it, ways. I know. But so where this think is your brain on drugs commercials again, like where they put yeah, the eggs in yeah, the time. I mean, I
1: don't know. So, but the, the tragedy about this is that these drug dealers are trying to save money, so they're putting these. Just small, just micro amounts in there trying to... Not have to use as much heroin, whatever no, no, they do. I'm not right? suggesting that so there were like moms in the, the olden days where they were
2: mixing like regular milk with powdered milk, and that's what they're doing.
1: That's this what is, they're doing. This they're is how my brain that. thinks of it. Although, also, it's although also I hate why powdered the, milk when you the, say that. I lived through that moment. Same, it's the, disgusting.
0: The it's death rate is going up, and that I mean that it is. is what, I mean, so
1: some of these accidental overdoses are because of the total overlap existence on
0: not liking drugs, drug users, or people dying from drugs. But I will say, if we always Um, you know, if we always go to the end of the road and do sort of only enforcement and you never stop the demand, you're going to never solve the problem.
2: Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, DEI uh, has been another one of the quick bills moving through the legislature. Uh, The Senate passed a bill that would change diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Utah schools to, uh, quote, student success centers. Uh, The Senate sponsor, uh, Senator Keith Grover, um, Republicans said the bill is about equality for all and the product of a year's worth of work. Uh, Democrats, though, saying the bill could blunt discussion of sensitive subjects in schools like voter suppression. This was um, an interesting bill on how quickly it moved through. There's been a swinging pendulum on the DEI issue, and it's gone, I think, extremes in different directions. Greg, is this the right decision, or have we swung too far in the opposite direction, getting rid of it entirely?
1: No, I I welcome this bill. I think that these are things that, are inevitable on higher education and some of the, the, uh, yeah, I, I I think the quick answer is that Utah's not alone in this. I think that there's a a real recoil going on as, as DEI has become more of a, an understood uh, issue in terms of how we hire or who we hire or what we're focusing on uh, in terms of the professors, what professionalism they bring versus what diversity, equity inclusion and how they've been able to demonstrate that in their lives. I, I, I have friends of, Different race, color, and creeds, and I just do not talk to people the way I read DEI uh, ideology being shared with others. I think it treats people like museum pieces.
0: So I often say this sort of in a joking way but I it actually stri- it sprung from something real for me and I'm going to evoke it on the next few topics mm. and I a long time ago made a rule in our household again it's cheeky when you're out of session there's a rule in our household that you never make life choices during the session <laughs> because yeah, other I have days. right yep. because I mean whether that is a bad haircut or moving because I inevitably It breaks my heart sometimes to listen to what we prioritize here. So the precursor is that I join many of our listeners. And I want to be clear on many Utahns is not a euphemism for liberals, progressive, and non-Republicans. Many Utahns who hear the prioritization of these bills that we're going to talk about, these social bills that we're talking about that have sucked all the oxygen out and they are clutching their hearts and they are wondering why we're focusing on it. And they're wondering. And to be clear, several legislators, Republican legislators, have also already signaled that they will be bringing back additional DEIs and additional trans bills next year. So I joined the many who just find it heartbreaking. So I'm going to start with that because this is. So what we know, Pew Will Center... Will this bill hurt people is my question. Oh, of course. But it doesn't matter because these are marginalized communities anyway. But here's what we know. We know that Pew put out a study that talked about the last several DEI bills. It comes out, any of them are from 12 months to six months to eight months away. And what? And these are Republicans, Democrats, um, focusing on increasing DEI at work. S- 56% of Americans support it. DEI initiatives in colleges and universities uh 56 DEI mandating initiatives at public universities takes a little bit of a dive only 44% support that. Okay. So to Greg's point like there might be something about the mandating of them and there's language in that we're talking about and then banning corporations from requiring DEI which is another conversation uh 66% of Americans don't agree with that and I'm sure it brings in the rights of you know private versus public. And so it isn't true that we've that the populace has turned on the notion of DEI. What we do know, and I really as a political scientist, I find this this history really interesting. One of the things Greg and I talk about is the NRA changed special interest forever. Like mm-hmm. they left the feds, they were the first ones that understood organizing state by state and this grassroots notion. And Republicans have frankly always owned the space of Going to the populace and and in many ways whooping up the people. Well, this started happening on the DEI movement and you know CRT movements in twenty twenty two. There were a group of conservative and academics, and they started with Texas A and Texas, and they've been highly successful. Utah is one of twenty states that these conservative strategists and think tanks um, have offered up as these DEI initiatives. The reason that that is important to me is. If you believe this and if this is some issue that you think is really important or if you are heartbroken by this targeting, either way, I think it's important that informed Utahns understand that we are a part of a national political movement on this issue. Okay. And so DEI has come to town. It's going to get passed. Um, the, the The universities led by the University of Utah have actually, I want to give Keith Grover a shout out. My understanding is he has been working, working, working so, so hard to make these things, I'm not going to say they're palatable, but the hard work has really gone into it. Here's the indicator of how policy-driven these are. In this piece of legislation, it indicates which words are okay to use. In America, when a governmental entity Tells me which words I am allowed to say. <laughs> I About pronouns find that troubling. Do we
1: have to? Do we have to? Do we have to mandate pronouns? Or I hope request we don't. Of? Okay. All right. So you're on my side on that one. Okay. I
0: am on. I am on, I'm so on here's, the consistent side. Here's, here's what side. I want to say. I am not. First as off, as these you are, are not
1: social agenda items by the Republicans. These are reactions to a social engineering effort that is massive that is going on. These There's are no these bills are in reaction. Well, then this this leads me to my question, and it's sincere. When we heard these university presidents in front of Congress who could not actually tell you if the Holocaust or whether uh, when they're talking about the the pro- Palestinians protesting, uh, you know, the Jewish uh, Jewish state on in these universities, and they said, um, how asked these university presidents who now all most of them are resigned from their testimony in Congress, was that it was that part of DEI the way they had a hard time really articulating that well unless they act on the you know, on the anti-Semitism or something. I don't know if I can. I mean, I think that what happened there and what we saw with those Ivy League presidents is part of this DEI problem, and I don't think anyone found those presidents' the testimony in Congress okay. I think it was I, disturbing these intuitive questions that should have been answered immediately that we don't tolerate anti-Semitism. We want those Jewish students to feel safe, but we are so wrapped around the axle on this this, this DEI that they, that they were just parsing words. And I, so I think that's, Mara... That is where part of this. When you say that everyone in the country is fine with it, I don't think people were fine with that, with that moment in uh, in time and just recently in history.
0: I'm glad and I'm really glad you asked that yeah. I guess it. I guess you and I view it differently. One, I'll just say, I didn't say everyone was okay with it. I read you the poll results with the questions. You said 66 percent. Don't 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 mind want that, them in the Don't want mandated. it in the corporations. Yeah, I was but surprised what, by that. Percentage. What I love the most about America. What I deeply believe. Is the government closest to the people, depending on the topic, always is the best. I, I am a I I hate that now I go to the United States and Every big box is the same everywhere. I used to love when you used to have to go to a country, you could only buy it in this country, and now we're universalizing everything. Not me. I
1: totally love McDonald's overseas. I think overseas. you are doing
0: <laughs> I think you're doing that with bills. I think what matters most to me is not what happens in Massachusetts. I, I am a little bit, as I said, I'm a little frustrated that I see Utah lawmakers who cannot cite. Incidences locally, who cannot name a problem in Utah, but they're going to this big, bad boogeyman of the national. And What what about heading it off at the pass? So I think local politics matters, Greg. So regardless of what the head of Harvard did... That's not my Utah standard. And I hope none of the 104 legislators are legislating for the Harvard president. I hope they are legislating based on the values and the people and the citizens who live specifically in Utah. So when I see social bill after social bill that is cut and pasted from national agenda, I am not begrudging your national agenda, Greg. I'm just saying take the time to customize it to the state of Utah, Fair let enough, cities be cities, let counties be counties, let states be states, and you but, can talk all can you, you want about the big bad but woke can you at least final. Or, okay, but can you
1: tell me that, that, that the corporations and I think there's an I think these words all match. I don't think the DEI, what it means in the University of Utah, is is polar opposite than what it means in Massachusetts. I think the the curriculum, the corporations are the same. I think that I think that the DEI the and way. what they're saying is, is is they're using the same playbook. I, I think, think all those words is, are the same. Uh, I think it's an ideology exactly that's consistent
0: because I think
2: people define it differently. And then I think there's questions of does it exist, doesn't exist. Uh, even just looking at the tribunes yeah. reporting on this issue uh, with the University of Utah specifically in hiring, it seemed like they were saying at first in some of their reporting that it didn't exist, and then, and then they it, the got rid of some yeah. of it, and it did. So I think part of it is just defining what it is, how the states are working with it. But I do hope that. That we find some Utah ground on the issue. So next issue, Uh, Mara brought this up to me. It's not a bill, but I thought it was interesting that in a meeting, uh, Utah County and um, I think a bunch of counties were there reporting on their upcoming elections and what they're doing. And Utah County is changing how they're running their elections They will stop paying for return postage on ballots. I was a little shocked at first because I was like, okay, well, why are we doing this? Because people are going to drop them in the mail. They're not going to get to where they're going. It turns out that Utah County, Salt Lake County, and Davis might be the larger counties, some of the only ones in our state that actually pay for it, which I didn't realize, which is kind of interesting. But Greg, part of the reason why they're doing this is because they might think a little bit like you, where they want to get people voting in real life more instead of uh voting well they're using drop boxes uh, drop boxes yeah. Yeah. and they're going to have more i think polling locations does this matter should we say hey this is not helping people who are homebound or are used to voting they don't have the 60 yeah. cents S- for a stamp now S- sincerely
1: my first blush was that's odd but i but honestly i think that the trend is that most people drop them off and th- send them in the mail right now anyway um, if other counties aren't doing it that way, a more uniform approach, I think, is is better. So I, I don't have a problem with it if, as we talk about it. And I do like, because I think without even this decision of whether you pay for postage or not, most people are starting to actually go to the drop boxes and drop them off instead of putting them in the U.S. postals uh, in the mail. I actually like that. I actually think we could get to a stronger chain of custody if we really could. You could mail ballots. Let people have them research the issues that are on the ballot, but then return them to drop boxes and even have maybe election judges that are at those drop boxes so that we know that the person that's dropping it off is whose name is on the ballot. I think that's it. I think there's some solutions that can be found if, if that's the way the chain of custody works. So, you know, I'm good with that.
2: So, Mara, they're going to save one hundred and ten thousand dollars by doing this for the election cycle. Is it worth it? Is it a change that's good? Or should we
0: just keep paying the stamps because yeah, I think it helps democracy? I think helping voters vote in every fashion, whether it's because of their schedule, whether it's because of a disability, whether it's whatever the reason. What if they're just I think, lazy? I think okay? lazy voters don't vote. So I, <laughs> I'm I not talking to non-voters. Okay. But I think, that, I think that anything you can do to encourage voting. Now, remember, it doesn't cost the county unless you mail it right like i mean to greg's point but you drop it off at the drop box so i think any measure to make it harder to vote isn't good now this issue of oh yeah our elections aren't free and fair to do good news is with Republican leadership, we have it audited, not necessarily by people who know things about elections, but we have an audit every year. And They're in, good auditors, in, I can tell in you. In that audit, they have not identified any major problems with vote-by-mail in Utah. And I think Utah should be very proud of how well, by and large, there's always some troubles. There's been troubles since balloting began. But by and large, mm-hmm. if you look systemically, we don't have a corrupt system. So for those of you who are heavily aided, maybe you have some ability problems, the, the ability to mail in your ballot, I think becomes at least an option that now Greg, I don't disagree if you want to head up a walk your ballot in campaign. I'm for that heading like I don't care how you get there but restricting options and the one thing I didn't like is that auditors and treasurers and clerks, I don't like when y'all get too political. And and this clerk really has openly stated the reason that I'm not paying it for anymore is that I don't like it for political reasons that you, that you outlined. And I'm not saying they're not fair. I just wish the clerk were saying, you know what I do? I really administer the system. So he said that. Here's what I found confusing and that I meant to do some research on so our listeners can do it themselves. So I did walk out and look up 20A and see if he could, if he could in fact not pay. And it does clearly state that the clerks can decide whether they provide yes. postage. It was interesting. A tweet came out by the lieutenant governor yeah, that it's said, state law. mail it all in and we'll just bill them back. And the county will have to pay when we bill it back. And Greg right now is furrowing his brows. And I did yeah. too. I was like, so so she came out and said, hey, listen, if you all need, if you live in a county where your clerk isn't paying for it, I read the tweet. T- the tweet to say, "Don't worry, we'll bill that them. That sounds back. very authoritarian to me. Um, it is it true; it's, very so it's state laws. It's it's so very heavy um, handed. we
2: did a story here, and state laws that you don't have to require, and that's why a lot of the smaller counties um, don't do it; they don't have the funds for it. But the U.S. Postal Service, who we also went to, said that if you put it in the mail, they will deliver it to the county, and then they just send them a bill at the end of the cycle saying, "This is how many." So we, does the
0: clerk just not pay it if th- they don't? I think they'll pay. Yeah.
2: I, I just think that they're hoping that. By not telling you they're going to that you will
0: stick your Good sixty for the cent state stamp for it. saying well your ballot will be counted because at the end of the day if you were someone who didn't know about this rule your ballot should be Do you counted. know yeah I'm my problem is the confusion like if you like if it didn't
2: get there and yeah. all these people just out of habit dropped it in the mail and then it didn't go anywhere yeah that's not going to happen if you vote and you stick it in the mail it will be counted go
1: in person because I I, I got a call once from a reporter um, I think it was like the twenty cycle or something and he said I just noticed that you didn't vote in the primary and I said. I voted. I voted by mail. Okay, goodbye. Click. There was no story about me not voting because I put it in the Draper mailbox and mail at the Draper post office. And apparently, the reporter looked it up and said that they have they don't have record of me voting in the primary. So,
2: so you didn't track your ballot. So
1: yeah. So I'm saying, you know, I'd rather drop it off just for for that.
2: Interesting you should do that. Yeah, you that's why
1: I was smiling. I wasn't actually bringing that. I was just, I was just reminiscing yeah. in my own head. Just but then I thought I might. We've talked about that. it
2: before, but I always drop it off out of the box just because I miss the pomp and circumstance of voting. And for me, I love the Walking to the mailbox isn't as fun, so yeah. I go drive it yeah. like me to too. my. camera. I go to the post office. I went like do do like to the that.
1: post office at one time, and I'll never you do, do get it again. A sticker. I love the sticker, and then I stick
0: when you get the ballot.
1: I don't want that. one. I want the one that I get with election. You
0: know what else? I and I, I
1: always see people I know that are election judges, and I always get to thank them for what they do. I if, think I really think that civic if participation our, is if awesome.
0: Our clerk is listening. I will say we all live in Salt Lake County. If you are listening, clerk, I saw this really nice story where I think it was fourth graders did all these individual county I vote. Um, stickers. Yeah. They were cool. I don't mind the oval flag one, but I to a county clerk, if you sticker. could make us have a special Some kindergarten kids some make them. Yeah, that'd make me happy. I've
2: become less enamored with the sticker because part of the sticker, of the sticker was the excitement on election day of people of wearing stickers it. and, and like everyone getting it had on it. that day and everyone was wearing it and you went to the grocery store and it reminded yeah. other people and it was kind of like, I did it, you should do it. When you're voting like two weeks in advance wearing your sticker, it just like isn't it's as It's virtue single, yeah. signaling.
1: Yeah. Now I agree just with say that. I've deal. tried
0: to virtue signal and I forget <laughs> to. So I have, <laughs> I have withheld, I put in my ballot, withheld it because I'm like, I'm going to go wear that on election day. And I, I keep, stick them I in my closet, in my and so I have a big
1: line. It so it's almost like I, I have to do it just to keep wow. the line going. Yeah,
0: Your kids are going to have to deal with that, you know? Yeah, I know. Like
1: it is it's, interesting. It's a bit, it's a bit messy. Throwaway.
2: Well, they can yeah. all choose them when they when you die someday and yeah, take that's them. Yeah, right. uh, We're out of time today because we're trying to be succinct. I do want to mention that after some way ping-ponging back and forth, uh, the bathroom bill that we fought about last week um, did pass um, – Whether it sticks like that for years to come, we'll have to wait and see. And we have a follow-up really quickly, Mara. Give us a quick um, update on the airport bill we talked about last week. Salt Lake City and... um the state are kind of duking it out in this bill as to who is going to have yeah um, rights. So there. we were
1: kind of leaning that maybe the public safety the state oh, should no, do I'm it. Still, Remember that
0: I'm still totally down with. Oh, you still it up? doing it? I oh, just, cool. I just, I don't mind the you outcome. F- we just didn't it was know, just know why. Interesting <laughs> why? Because I was like, this seems a little random. Yeah. Oh, and I do want to reserve time sometime later to talk about how bad the trans bill is, but they'll be time. I know we're going to have so to do it. Oh, Greg, so, has a so meeting we did today. find out there were two bills going on, and one was changing which authority, <laughs> and the other one was apparently more and more accidental, I forgot my loaded gun was in the diaper bag events are happening, where you show up with your concealed carry. And even though you have a loaded weapon, you space it, you space it, it's in your handbag. So it sounds like SLCPD was interpreting what um, what they could charge people with broader than many conservative legislators were comfortable. So the heavy hand of the Republican small government philosophy has was trying to really direct SLCPD. And so they had two choices. One, they were like going to yank their authority from the airport. A second bill sort of has more clearly enumerated for <laughs> trained law enforcement professionals what they can do. And SLCPD apparently had the audacity to suggest that when you spaced your loaded gun in your baby's diaper bag, that was negligent. Mm. And they want to rein that craziness in. So now, good news, when you forget your loaded weapon, you get, uh, you get a hall pass, I you actually get a warning.
1: Know, I know two individuals who did this accidentally. It wasn't a diaper bag. But Name drop. It was like, like they left it in there. And then the penalty is very, very harsh. Because
0: um, it's a loaded weapon. But I'm
1: wondering with our listeners if if that's if if it's just a, the crew I run with, or if that's a common occurrence. That
0: well, can't be common. I checked matter, the lotion Greg.
2: size. Like you've got to know if you've got a this gun, is right? What I'm
0: saying I'm like figuring out my stuff, and you know.
2: All right, we got to call it quits for today. Next week, we're going to have much much more to come. Thanks for listening. <laughs> have a terrific end of January.